0: Welcome to Talk 30 to me, a show where we talk about the perspective of 30-somethings on life my kid and an asshole, love, and the never-ending pursuit of fulfillment. My name is Anthony,
1: but most people just call me turd. And I'm Randy Z. Let's start the show.
0: Really just, I know when I start talking, it's going to fucking turn off and then I'm going to be just like, go. let's just redo just it. Start. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So, we're here with Aaron Rivera. And for those that really don't know who Aaron Rivera is, Aaron, why don't you give us a little (laughs) bit about yourself and help us kind of get to know you a little bit better?
2: All right. So, I'm a 34 year old. uh, I like to say visual storyteller Mm because I'm a photographer, videographer. I do brand storytelling, I do social media for brands. So, yeah. I basically visually storytell for people.
0: So what got you into visual storytelling? I mean, it's not just something you wake up one day and you're like,
2: "Ah, I I
0: kind of want to tell stories for a living, you know?
2: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I think it was just my passion in photography that started it all. And just figuring that out that, oh, like I, my first job at like an agency, like social media, they're like, we need a lot of photos to tell content and stories and, we also need video and I was like oh yeah I could do that and so I think just learning about social media in general and how brands nowadays like need a lot of visuals so it just became my career but I've always had a passion for photography and video.
1: How long you've been doing it?
2: Oh god since out of college so that was like 2007 ish yeah.
0: So what what did you Is do in college? Right? At kind of, I forgot
1: I was 33. And I was like, wow, you're 34. And I was like, oh, wait, we're like the same age. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah my birthday just it's passed. It's so old.
0: <laughs> so out of college, like, what did you do to kind of get you into that? Like, how did you find that transition from college? Because not everybody... God, it
2: was hard. Yeah,
0: yeah. right? So, so yeah. how did you no fall idea. into that?
2: Well, technically, when I got out of college, I wanted to work as a cinematographer for <laughs> movies. And I mm-hmm. PA'd for a while. And that was crap like I didn't like it so then I got a job at a digital agency and that kind of just opened my eyes to marketing and how visual it was with social media and I was like oh I could do this because it's like making mini movies for like you know brands and Mm -hmm. you know with photos and videos so yeah I could totally do this and so it just that's how it started I think that when I got my first job with an agency.
0: And in Within that first job, like how did you realize whether it was true to form, like what you thought it would be or was it Um, not?
2: I think when they gave me my first like because so I only did photography in college. And so when the digital agency was like, yeah, we need a video person. I was like, oh, I want to learn. So I'm going to tell them like, yeah, I could do it. So (laughs) I, I said, yeah, they bought me a camera. And I went home and YouTubed everything and mm. I learned how to edit. Well, my, also my friend's husband uh, did video and he like was like, here, I'll help you edit your first like two videos. Sure. And then, you know, you should get it from there. Yeah. So I went to their like apartment every day and like we v- did these two videos and I was like, okay, I could do it from here now. Yeah. And so what I did was I did a series on creatives where I went and like talked to them and I videoed it and made like this little mini series for our agency highlighting creatives.
1: I'm still kind of blown away. You learned on on Instagram. You learned on, uh, on, on you YouTube. Learned on YouTube <laughs> and I I didn't realize YouTube had like tutorials back in like what? Like so 2008, 2009? Yeah,
2: they, they had. Well, maybe they didn't.
1: I, I think they did. No, I just didn't did. know yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Because I even asked him like, how do you know like all this stuff? And he was like, yeah, I just like looked online. And yeah, they did.
1: Yeah, it, it's just it's just mind-boggling. Was, like, yeah. That's like the new university. Oh, yeah. No, for sets.
2: everything nowadays. It's like just YouTube it. You'll learn. <laughs> It's easy.
1: (laughs) So you've been doing that for 10 years. You started an agency. When did you go solo?
2: So I was in a relationship um, with someone for while we started in 2008. No, wait. Yeah. So it was like in my 20s. I was thinking we were 24. Mm -hmm. And he liked photography as well. And I was like, oh, like, I'm doing this video stuff with my agency. Like, they need photos, too. So, like, he would help up with, like, event photography with me. And, like, you know, so it was kind of like we were already kind of a team. And then we were like, hey, like we should start doing like passion projects together. Mm. So we started that and doing like videos with friends. Mm. And then we started getting hit up like, Hey, can you do our video? Cause we're starting this like brand. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then Stoli Vodka emailed us and was like, Hey, I heard you did this video for Vanessa. Like we need someone to help with like this event we're doing and we need like videos and blah, blah, And Like, can you guys do it? And we were like, sure. But like, (laughs) I didn't know about like invoices and contracts and things like that. So it was kind of like, I was just calling friends that like, like worked with people before and like, we figured it out. And then after that, I was like, I think we need to like have a company name because I need to make this invoice and I don't want to just put, you know, (laughs) our names. So we literally thought of a name that night just to put on the invoice. And then after that, he was like, like, we made pretty good money. Like, let's like maybe keep this going. And so it was kind of like a fake it till you make it type yeah. of thing. Like after Stoly Vodka, we had like Nasty Gal hit us up. And, like that was like a cool fashion brand. Like they don't they're not anymore. But that was like a big thing for me because I was like I always wanted to work for them. And now they're hitting us up to do videos for them and they think we're like a company.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> like that was that's funny too. Is some they of the emails. Think
0: we're real. <laughs> yeah. Some of the
2: emails we got were hilarious because they were like, Oh, I talked to your employee. And I was like, oh, Yeah, like it's only us two. <laughs> but, <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's how kind of like I started my own business. But we mm. were also still with our full time jobs.
1: Oh, okay.
2: So it was kind of like a side gig. Sure. Um supplemental
1: income. I like yeah, it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It was really good income. Those we did it for four years together. Oh really? Yeah. So that was cool. Like doing having a business that I didn't think I could have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you
1: did you end up going into a full time or did you just
2: No, okay. so after the relationship ended after nine years, um we just, it didn't want to be, we didn't want to be messier about it, you know? So we were just like, this is ending.
1: Oh, wow. The just business like all is ending. Like-
2: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just better that way. I didn't sure. want to like, you know, especially with business. Yeah. It was just, I didn't want it to be messier. Yeah. To prolong something. That, sure. So yeah, we just ended it. It was a good four year run. Oh, wow. Yeah. For both of us. Okay. Well, the business. <laughs> yeah. So the business <laughs> was. Yeah, the
0: business was four, four years, years, and the relationship
2: was nine years. Nine, nine years. Yeah.
0: So five. The first five years yeah. was kind of like a figuring out common ground. And was was this in fact like something that you guys shared? Like was it a, a passion that yeah. you guys had together? Yeah. yeah. So I kind of you feel like that kind of kept you guys together a little bit longer than it than it might have had you not discovered that
2: um <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> that, yeah, there deep. was a deep pause right that's there that's a yeah. deep question yes and no because sometimes i think if we didn't have the business maybe we would have lasted longer
0: mm. really yeah so quite the opposite well, of business I, is stressful bro <laughs> like, that's it is yeah, You're right. You're yeah. Right. It,
2: it brought up sometimes like arguments that like we wouldn't have had if we didn't have a business so i don't know i don't like thinking what if
0: Mm. Well, that's yeah. kind of what we do here. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a part no, of our no, yeah. that's
1: not thinking about what if it's reflection. It's reflect, yeah. you know, and it's that's exactly. not a what if, that's more so just assessing what happened.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's yes. a, it's, a, it's it's exactly in line with that. It's assessing, what? you know, from different perspectives. What if something went different in your life? How could yeah. how could that have changed you? That is in and of itself a reflection. But if for all intents and purposes, it, it, going down that road might not necessarily warrant how you've progressed forward, but how did that springboard you from that venture for that, you know, uh, four years into what you're doing now?
2: So, yeah. So, I mean, after that, I was, I mean, I was still regardless doing my photography on the side as well, like just my passion photography. And I actually got asked to be in a uh, art show and it was about all women, female photographers, and I did this series. Um, I had this one photograph called Unidos with two girls clasping hands, and that actually um, made this wave into like, I got in, I got a published into a, an all-female book called Girl Gaze: How Girls See the World, and that I feel like I would have, I mean that was, has been always a dream since college. I told myself I always was going to be in a photography book and to be in an all girl female photography book about how girls see the world was like an amazing accomplishment. And it's kind of funny because after we broke up a month after I got hit up by Google and I became a Google pixel artist for that photo. And, um, at the time I was just like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Like, You know, whatever. It's just a photograph. Like, I don't know how this works to get, like, copyright or whatever. So they paid me or whatever. And then they had this party. And they're like, oh, if you want to come, we're having the the party for it. It's, like, with the Girl Gaze book as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of how I got noticed. But when we went to the party, I was like, oh, shit, I should have invited my parents because this is dope. (laughs) (laughs) They had, like, my picture, like, wall to wall. It was, like, blown up. Like, girls are walking around with my picture on their iPhone cases like, it was legit. Like, wow. I'm glad my little sister went with me because that was cool for her to see and, like, my other two friends. But I was like, damn, my mom and dad should have came. Yeah, But right? that was, like, something, like, after, like, the breakup and everything, I was like, you got this, girl. Yeah. Like, well, you know, I, was, I, was just, I was just going to ask, I was like,
1: <laughs> was that one of those things that's, like, uh, you made the right decision to walk away from this, this huge blessing yeah. came in, like, to affirm the right path?
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, like, there was a moment where I was like, should I do photography still? Like, is that a thing for me? Mm-hmm. Or was that just, like... You know, like I, I was just like second guessing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that doing that and having all those like blessings that came after that with that one photograph. I was just like, oh, shit. Like, I got it. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a photographer. Like, that's what I am. Like, born and raised. Like, that's, I think, what my path, what I was, I'm supposed to do here. So, yeah, it felt good.
1: So so now reflecting back on on the last 10 years of having a relationship, having a business, now moving forward, doing solo ventures. Mm-hmm. How how do you see the future of your like relationships? Do you ever see yourself doing that again? Or having like uh, dating another artist, so to speak? Yeah. Or is that something like, no, um, no, I want an accountant.
2: Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that, that's it's so true because I I thought about that. Like I I recently dated someone and he they were a photographer as well. Mm. And I was like, it it feels it feels like good talking to someone about something you like and a passion you have, so I do feel like it, it. For me, I like I think I would need a creative person in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I I like that I like having that companionship. I also like having that like that I could speak to him in my language or that person and like they could understand me. Yeah, I like that connection with someone. So yeah, I mean. I mean, I don't want to say, like, if it's I did meet a, an accountant and we had good vibes, <laughs> I'm going to be like, no, you're not a creative type. <laughs> but I just, I guess I just need someone to understand where I'm coming from and how I view the world and how mm-hmm. I see things. Yeah. To, like, you know, because I love talking about photography. I love going to museums. I love doing things like that. So, yeah. like, I need someone to have that, like, connection or at least be open to wanting to learn about things I love. Like, just, like, in any relationship. Right. But, yeah. I think I just gravitate right now towards creatives.
0: So before we started recording, um, you and I had been talking about kind of your nine year relationship and then the aftermath mm-hmm. and how you've changed and how that changed yeah. you and how that impacted you. you. You you kind of referenced something along the lines of um, you go to breweries. Now you drink craft beer, <laughs> you like going camping, you did things that you've never thought you, you've never done before. And not only that, but things that you thought you never wanted to do.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: how ha- have you evolved after that relationship and how has that helped you kind of see who you are now?
2: Yeah. So, I haven't been camping yet, but, n- but now it's an to, option. Right? Yeah. Now I mean, I'm like, we're outside well,
0: that- right now. It's halfway camping. Yeah. <laughs> <That's->
2: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm true. just like, oh, that sounds cool now. But yeah, no, I think after the relationship, I think when you're just with someone for so long, I think you just have this like, it's us, it's me, it's we, it's, you know.
0: You establish your identity.
2: Yeah, with that person. As a couple mm-hmm. and
0: as an individual, yeah. right? Yeah, and
2: it's like, like we, when we were together, like the thought of camping, we're like, nah, like, you know, we're the hotel type, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna like, you know, we'll travel, but we're just staying in hotels or Airbnbs. Yeah. Um. And then for some reason, like, I didn't mm. like beer back then, but it's like, not like I didn't, I just didn't want to try it. I don't know. It was just like, I, I always just thought beer tastes like piss. Well,
0: those are more like specifics, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, as a whole, okay. But yeah. She's answering your questions. Yeah. Like, <laughs> as, a, as a whole, like, how do you feel like you've transitioned Whoa. out of that and why? Why do you think I, all of a sudden now you found your voice? You found your identity? Was it the photo that kind of helped you see that there's a bigger world out there and yeah. now I should kind of sort of think about expanding my horizons or was it kind of like after your breakup it was a wake-up call like hey i need to get my head out of my ass and start living you yeah
2: know? no totally so after we broke up i lived with my parents for like six months and in those six months i was like i need to get my own space because i've always dreamed about having my own place like even like visualizing how i'm gonna decorate it and things like that so when i got my own place this is the first time i've ever lived by myself the first day that like we loaded everything in and everyone left and it was just me and my dog. I was like, this is it, Aaron. Hit you. You know, it, like, it literally hit me like a wave. Like I was just like, and all my feels and emotions with my wine. I was just like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> The late was, nights yeah. with the dog. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need to say. <laughs>
2: yeah. I was like, this is it, girl. Like sink or swim. Like yep. we got to do this. Yep. So I think it was just like, you know, you have nothing to lose right now. So let's just try everything. Let's just live life like this is my first day on earth. You know, so I'm going to try everything. I'm going to do everything. I'm going to be open to every experience. I mean, even with like, that's the thing with dating. Like my friends are like, when are you going to get back out there? And I was like, well, I mean. (laughs) yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Hold on. Are these
0: friends that have relationships too? Yes. All my friends have relationships. So they want to suck you back in it. Yeah. Hey, (laughs) we're jealous right now.
2: Yeah, right. No, but it was like all these questions and I was just like, I don't know. Like I'm i I'm the type of person too, where I feel like everything happens for a reason. Mm. Um, So I'm never like not trying to like let things happen or like, you know, like I have to be single for a whole year before I do Mm -hmm. this, this, and that. Like I didn't want to be that person. I just was sat there and I was like, whatever happens, happens. Just let it flow. Mm -hmm. Because like maybe that was meant like I'm all about the universe, like giving me signs or, you (laughs) know, (laughs) feeling the vibes. So yeah, so I just said told myself that whatever happens from here on out, it's, you know, just live it. Just go through it. This is like looking through the world with fresh new eyes. So let's get it. So that's how I started living. Like I was just like open. Like I tried online dating for a week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like you were committed to the venture.
2: I just didn't like it.
0: Arguably you can stress test Online dating in a week. Yeah, that's how long it typically takes, right? I've heard people say I was, that. I was it's just like, about I was like, like hey, about you better watch what you're saying right now. What do you mean? You know, it takes well. About here's a week. the thing, right? <laughs> You've been lot, married for
1: five years. <laughs> there are a lot of
0: single people out there, right? And that's kind of the forum now. That's kind of where what people mm-hmm. gravitate to. One, to your point earlier, it, it's easy, right? Mm-hmm. Super accessible, and two, there are a shitload of people on it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not give it a whirl? But for you, it wasn't it? It wasn't cool. So why? Yeah. Why, why, why didn't you find it alluring? Why? Why are they still in business if you can't find someone that means something to you?
2: Well, I think that's that's probably it. Like I'm just, I just didn't like it as it, it was. Just felt so in, like not impersonal. It just felt like I was swiping for left for like three hours, and I'm like, wait, like so this is all based on looks. Mm-hmm. And also, I'm like trying to like, I mean, I'm like a an investigator. So, mm. like, I'm looking at their photos, like, who's that baby in the back? Do he have kids? <laughs> like, like, I don't like those pants. Like,
1: <laughs> like,
2: that's how, like, bad it got one night. And I'm like, what am I doing? Like, uh-huh. why am I investing this much time into, like, an app? And then, like, criticizing people like this. Like, I don't know who this person is. Like Very
0: superficial. Yeah, yeah. And, and I didn't like you, that. Yeah. And I
2: also thought, like, oh, my God, what people are people? I mean, the guys are obviously doing that to me. Right. So... I th- It was just one of those, like, I don't think this is right for me right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I got off of it. I did it because my coworkers were like, just try it, at least for a week. And I was like, okay. And that Friday it came, and I was like, delete, because <laughs> I can't. It was, I mean, I, like, connected or matched with, like, a few guys. But, like, even, like, the conversations we were having were, like, just so dry.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I was like, oh, I don't like this.
1: yeah. So let me, let me ask you, this is something I didn't preface you with at all, but I am curious to know where your, your headspace is. Have you ever had concerns about like not finding somebody? Oh and, yeah. You know, because people, you know, in their twenties are super dramatic. Like I'm never going to get married. Maybe. And then you get <laughs> into your thirties and you're just like, well, if it happens, it happens. And then after you, but when you're in a long relationship, I have mm-hmm. no way to gauge, like I've never been in a relationship longer than two years, but, um, <laughs> you know, what is, what is that feeling like of, of, you know, being 33 ending a relationship and then you
2: know, yeah like. um I mean yeah when I sat there in my room with my dog and my wine glass I was like this sucks yeah. <laughs> like you know I'm just because you were just so used to being with someone like for the past nine years I mean that's like a decade of someone's mm-hmm. life like invested in one person yeah so I'm like damn if I do that again like for another 10 years like I'm gonna be 44 And then what if they just like what if it doesn't work out? Mm -hmm. Then I'm gonna be a 44 year old like on dating apps again. Like how is that gonna work 10 years from now? I don't know. Like I am a I'm a a late night thinker, so yeah. Like it kind of worries me Mm. about that. Like I wanna invest like time into someone and like have that like really good relationship, but it's like kind of want to hurry up (laughs) because I'm like I don't want to be a 40-year-old single woman or 55-year-old yeah. single woman. I mean it's fine like I would probably like be cool about it. I always wanted just to just be a dog mom anyways, but <laughs> but it's also scary. Yeah, cuz I want to have kids. Mm. Like that's a thing.
1: Yeah, I just found out um I was at Lake Merritt in Oakland and I just found out that you can't you're, when you when if you want to like save eggs or whatever that's supposed to be done in your 20s and oh, nobody starts thinking about it into your 30s. For me. Yeah. Allegedly. I don't know. I'm not a doctor and neither was she, but that's what she told me.
2: Well, yeah. like Sounds
1: like a really informed conversation. It it was the most random conversation. Right. It it was still, uh, it caught me off guard to be just sitting at the lake talking about harvesting eggs. eggs. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, yeah, like shit like that scares me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think about that, but it's also like, like I said, whatever happens will happen. Like I want to feel that I don't want to put so much pressure on myself. But there is that little like tick tock, tick tock yeah. in my head where I'm like, Well, is it going to happen?
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I also
2: have like my parents, like they want to be grandparents. Mm-hmm. I'm the oldest. Yeah. So there's always that too.
1: Yeah. And mom's told me a couple of
0: times, well, you don't have to be married to give me a grandkid.
2: Oh, yeah. No yeah. thanks. H-
0: advocating. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. You know, but that's a very modern perspective. I think back in, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you would, you wouldn't hear it. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it wasn't, you know, happening, but you wouldn't hear someone outright say, Hey, you know, it's okay to have kids outside of being married. Now it's a lot more conventional. Now it's like, oh
1: Yeah. Kinda yeah, everyone's do.
0: doing it. You know, yeah. you gotta figure your shit out first. I mean,
1: and it might not work. Conventional or not, the, the for me the thing is is age. And that's where my concern is, is like, okay, well, one, I thought I was gonna be done having kids at twenty eight. Here we are, mm-hmm. six years later, no kids in sight. That you uh, know of still gonna stand by that. <laughs> Disclaimers, okay. And and then you move forward, you know, you start thinking about, you know, okay, past thirty five is geriatric, and I just happened to watch this video after this girl told me about these eggs. Then I started Googling, right, because I was uh-huh. alone by myself in Oakland, uh-huh. so I had nothing to do with a wine glass and a dog. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: actually, it was a tequila. No, playing. <laughs> it, there was a bulldog present, though, ironically. Oh. Adam ruins everything, and it was one of those videos where he talks about how we're we're conditioned to believe that. Uh, having kids past a certain age is just unlikely, or unhealthy or, or just not going to work. And that's not right. necessarily the case. Right. And there's a lot more science and, and uh, technology that's available to help even on, in the natural process. But I guess the big study that came from the only place that was, had like a control group was like 1600s, in the 1600s in France is where the whole idea of like, past 35, you shouldn't be having kids. It was this huge, yeah. interesting revelation I had when I, when I got older. I felt a lot better because I'm 33 now. And I don't see myself having kids anytime soon. And more likely than not, the person I'm with, we're about the same age. If we're at 35, 36, that's, uh, you know, starting to push it if we're going to have kids. For my health? Health standpoint. perspective. Yeah. I mean, health perspective, lifestyle perspective. Yeah, just-
2: and I, I don't necessarily think like I'm not afraid about the health stuff because I'm like in the end I could always adopt. Mm-hmm. But what I'm scared about is I don't want to be like an old mom and not have enough energy. Like I had mm-hmm. young, a young, par- young parents, so like my parents were out there skateboarding with us, dancing <laughs> with me. I mean, playing volleyball. My mom would always play tetherball to me and my friends. Like my friends loved coming to our house because my parents were so young and hip and fun. Mm-hmm. And it's like I want to be that mom too. Yeah. You know. I still wanna too have too late. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I still want to have pink hair. Yeah. And like, you know, be with my kids and yeah, be like, pink that's hair. my mom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought it was my rose, but yeah. Rose? I don't see color, bro. Wow.
2: Are you really colorblind? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I had a I had a manager that was colorblind, so he didn't really know my hair color either.
0: <laughs> and you know there is a sensitivity to that. So it's not all colours, just some, like I can't see yeah. green or blue or mm-hmm. yeah, it's kinda it's true. weird. Super random. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like project all
1: my
2: no. my fears to you, <laughs> 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 oh, Let's talk about it, Randy. <laughs>
1: I just don't know if I'm ready. I'm just not yeah. mature enough, you know.
0: Juno, um, you know? Juno. <laughs> you know? So on that note, I mean, you, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> You can't really be too hard on yourself, bro. Yeah, yeah I know. You got to scale it back a little bit. Okay, okay. bringing it, it, bring
1: it back, bringing it back, bringing it back. So you said sink or swim. Let's talk about sink or swim Okay. and, and putting yourself in that kind of position now. Mm-hmm. What what, is that, what does that mean or what does that look like for you, sink or swim? Because I feel like there's a uh, we're more risk averse in our youth. And then now being at 30, being a little more established, I felt like I was taking more risks now. Uh, Tarek disagrees with me if you didn't see his face right now. Yeah. But I was kind of curious about you.
2: Well, I just feel like, cause I'm an adult now and I have adult responsibilities Mm. and I have bills to pay that I need to get shit done. Mm. So it's not like, so that I, like, I want to take risks, but I want to take like smart risks, like financial, like, yeah. Like, it's like, I'm making sure that I have food. I can maintain my lifestyle, but I want to, like, I get it. Like, I want to be open and do like fun, crazy stuff too, but. I got shit I got to worry about, too. So
0: mm.
2: I'm trying to make smart moves.
0: I think it's the opposite. I think you're living a contrary life. You're a, you're very much a contrarian, though. I think we've established that. Are you past talking past to me or are you talking months. to her? I you, don't, okay. You, Randy, <laughs> you. I'm looking at you, and the audience, clearly, the listeners don't know that, but. Neither does anyone here. <laughs> I, I was looking right at you, you bastard. I, I think the contrary mentality doesn't really perpetuate itself very well in your 30s primarily because of what aaron mentioned you have a lot more responsibilities even though you might still be living for yourself you very much have to worry about the future and Mm -hmm. not that you want to control the future or put any anything out there to say no you know i'm going to regiment myself to a certain timeline um, and restrict myself my activities no go out there To Aaron's point, live your life, do what you got to do, but you have to also be very sensitive to the fact that everything that you do has way more weight and can affect the future a lot more than than in your twenties. Because really, I feel like my twenties were a wash. It was like, okay, great, didn't really. It it set kind of the stage. It built a, it helped build a foundation. But right now in my thirties, now it's like I can feel it. If I'm for the simplest example i can come up with if i'm working a 14 hour day at work and i come home i don't have the energy anymore at work knowing this right when i go home i'm not going to have the energy anymore i try and limit myself to a more you know normal day like a 10 hour day instead of a instead of a 14 hour day easier said than done but I know that on those 14 hour days, I'm gonna get home, not gonna have any energy. It's gonna affect my family life. It's gonna affect the way my kids, you know, interact with me. It's gonna affect a lot of things down the road. But I make that decision, and that's a risk in my opinion, that I make that decision to take that risk willingly, knowing that I'm going to reap what I sow in terms of the consequences. Right. That's a very small example on a much grander scale of, of the decision making that we make on a daily basis. But to to say that you can't you are more you you were more risk averse in your twenties I think doesn't doesn't really do it justice I think we're careless in our in our twenties yeah. quite frankly we jump off cliffs we bungee jump we skydive we do all the stupid shit that we that could literally kill us and now it's like man maybe I don't I don't need to do that right now you know maybe I need to scale it back and and kind of live. <laughs> Instead of taking a risk, I don't, I don't know, know. I didn't, didn't do take. any of those things, but Aaron, what do you what do
1: you well,
2: think? Well, it was just it's just as simple as in my twenties, I went out Monday through Friday. We mm. had like a schedule, <laughs> like Tuesdays, since Space Tuesdays, Thursdays, La Cita. Like there was like the schedule that we would do, and we would stay out late. I mean, till like three, four, and then Jesus. I would have to go to. I would have to go to class. You forget
0: those nights. Yeah,
2: I would have to go Come to on. class at eight, and I was still passing with B's, and I was like, I'm straight. Long, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and now. Oh, God. Like, my friends tell them, let's go out on a Thursday. I'm like, okay, but I got to be in bed by, like, 11. Because <laughs> I got to get my, like, you know, six, seven hours of sleep. I yeah. only could drink two drinks because then I get a headache after three. Mm. So, it's like those little things. Like, I can't risk that anymore because mm-hmm. now I'm working, like, 10 to 16-hour days as well. And I'm like, you know, I have to have, like, my head straight. I have mm-hmm. to get my job done. Like, so, yeah, it's those little things, I think, in my 20s where I didn't even think about you know, responsibilities. Like yeah. I didn't have bills to pay like I do now. Yeah, You know, I was driving my dad's car you know, <laughs> <laughs> that he gave me. So like little things like that, I think now being in my thirties, I'm like, damn, I wish I was still in my twenties. Or mm, like the other yep. day I was like, you know, almost in the verge of tears at work. Cause I was just so overworked and so exhausted. And I was like, I, was, I wish I was a kid again. Mm. Like, those days were cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just skateboarding, playing volleyball. Just
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that was, like, my biggest thing when you were, like, 10 years old. Like, where are we going to ride our bikes to today?
0: And that was your world. It yeah. was like, <laughs> it, this impacts me so much. Yeah. It's one decision. But uh, to that point, yeah, it's it's a lot. You got, mm-hmm. In your 30s, I think you have to shoulder a, a much larger burden than in your 20s. And, and yet, you know... You get a lot it feels almost like you get a lot less for it now, or things mm-hmm. move a little bit more slow or slowly. Yeah. If that's better English. But it really goes down to the central point of I think you just have to be a little bit more aware. Yeah. And now that you are more aware of yourself, you you could be a little bit more aware of how your decision making affects the world around you. Mm-hmm. So before we wrap it up, I have one
1: question for you. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like six parter. Uh, I'm just kidding. It's kind of like a <laughs> six parter. <laughs> So, Aaron, you, you mentioned that uh, you're kind of going where the you know, universe pulls you or how it unfolds for you. Do you feel like you have any control over what it presents to you? And, and by that, I mean uh, going back to dating, right? Mm-hmm. Circling back. Uh, do you put yourself in, in new places or new experiences or whatever the like to put yourself in a, in a place that you've never been before? Ideally, with the hope of maybe meeting somebody new or are you just kind of like whoever's going to pop in my life is going to pop in my life.
2: Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, as of right now, I don't have time, because <laughs> of my new job. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am open to doing things that are like, you know, that I've never thought of doing or that I've always wanted to do. So I am trying to put myself in like new experiences, new places. But I'm also like, you know, what happens happens you know like i'm not going to be like today i have to like drive to palm springs cuz what if you know like i don't mm-hmm. know i'm not i'm not going to like strategically make myself every weekend do something cool or you know yeah. do something i didn't did, had i never done before but i am just being more like free like aware like like yeah. like just like you know I'll be open if some guy comes out to me and is like, and he seems cool and wants to talk to me. Where like before I'd be like, Ugh, don't talk to me. Like <laughs> I'm with my girls, you know. So I'm just like, you know, like, what if he's a cool guy? Like, you know, like, yeah, I'm not gonna be like, I'm just, I'm gonna be more open, more friendly, sure, less shy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't think the opposite of friendly would have been shy, but
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> less shy. Is you know? it yeah. okay? I
1: thought you know, friendly would have been, I'll be less rude, but. Not saying you're a
0: rude person. Okay, now I'm, just,
1: now I'm just screwing everything up. Turk, let's take us home. Let's go. Let's go <laughs>
0: <ahead>. <laughs> I was waiting. I'm sitting here patiently. Is this guy going to stop? <laughs> yeah. Am I going to stop? Of all people <laughs> that keeps talking. So we've covered a lot today from relationships to being out of your comfort zone to being in control of who you are as a person and experiencing different things now in your 30s. Have you been in a relationship that has taken up a majority of your 20s and now in your 30s, you're no longer in that relationship and don't know what to do? Well, we have the show for you and we hope you enjoyed it here today with our guest Aaron Rivera. Now Aaron, how can the people find you?
2: Uh, You can find me on Instagram at eatherbrains whoa yeah <laughs> it's a zombie reference but yeah I get it the other way
0: yep double entendre <laughs> intended
2: no because okay. I use I would love horror movies got it So
0: and other things <laughs> Randy yeah. how can the people find you eat his brains at uh... <laughs> at aol.com at aol.net
1: <laughs> um, you can find me anywhere and everywhere at I am Randy Z and Turg
0: you can find me at Turg says no on Instagram and Twitter Yeah, and
1: thank you, Aaron, for oversharing with us.
2: Yeah, thank you.
1: (laughs) Thank you for subscribing to another
0: episode of Talk 30 to Me. We hope you enjoy it and continue to share it with friends. Make sure to stop by our website at talk30tome.com for more content and information about the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, and if you really like what you hear, make sure to leave us an awesome five-star review. for Talk 30 to Me. I'm Turk, and I'm Randy Z. Peace.
1: <laughs> and if you want Sankey's to send keys to speed, hit that button. You can also blaze over and say, like, you know, I've been dating, I've had some guys that were mosting, and yeah. you know, they, they say so much, and then boom, they're gone, so go from mosting to ghosting. You know, yeah, this.
2: yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is, Grace.
1: No, the whole idea of you saying, like, I just kind of let the universe kind of unfold and see what happens. You feel like you can manipulate that in any particular way. And what I mean by that is do you put yourself in new positions or do you not put in Yeah, that was probably, that needs to be stated. <laughs> you put not yourself in new, new positions? positions. Yeah. <laughs>
2: then I'm like do people meet at bars now or like how do I meet someone like so like
0: I think that's a good question yeah okay because I've yeah. often I, I ask this a lot of people wedding still in their 30s yeah
2: oh I'm going to a wedding right now I know. what's the family wedding
0: there's someone that's not gonna be
1: family there I'm sure
2: that's true. the guy's from Puerto Rico he's like New York family so maybe I'll be East Coast
1: <laughs> I did I did buy Coastal for the last two years
2: really that's interesting
1: at a wedding here Long Beach. No. So I'm, gonna, here. I'm
2: gonna go to Montebello right now.
1: Oh, there you go. Oh, that's <laughs> gonna be a real hood wedding. Yeah. <laughs>
2: See if he's down.
0: <sighs> Putting this shit on blast. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you ready? Yeah, I've been waiting for this thing to turn off, but it's not going to, so...